Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I have Joanne Boyver on with me today. Welcome, Joanne. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Well, um, my name is Joanne Boisvert. I'm Canadian. I live in a town called, or a town, a city called Winnipeg, which is central Canada. Um, I know most of your listeners are maybe American, so I'll give that. We're above you and I'm central. So if you know where North Dakota is, you'll know where I live. I live in the province of Manitoba and I live in the city of Winnipeg. So just straight up, that's where I am. Um, I know we know each other because of this uh, global online school of profits with Michelle Passy. Um, I uh, I do some leading for her. I also just got a new job, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, I am a emergency patient registration clerk at a hospital here, and and uh, I have a cat named Silas, who I love, and yeah. That's me. Awesome. Yes, a cat that she explained to me at the beginning of this is transitioning from kitten into teenagehood, and he's being bratty. Yes. <laughs> but yes. he's a cute brat. He is a, that's why he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be cute if they're going to be naughty. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So you just went through this major job transition. What did you do before you got this recent job? So I spent the last six years working with a group home. I was in a group home situation. So I was working with um, level five, four and five. I don't know what it is in America. I think it's a little higher. Your levels are different than we are. But um, so level five is the highest. Um, So these kids go through tons of trauma. They go, they've gone like horror stories. And they're taken from their families and put into these group homes. So I did that for six years. So I've been working in this group home for a long time. And it's it's a hard group. It's a hard situation because you're dealing with kids with high trauma. You're dealing with children that don't really understand love. So where probably most of us who are healthier, if someone wants to care for us, we'll accept the care. These kids actually will rebel against the care. And, you know, this is when people get hurt or they, they hurt themselves because they just don't have any understanding of what love is. So I spent five years there, sorry, six years there in a, in the same home. And I was hurt a lot. I got hurt quite a bit. And when COVID happened, I was probably one of the first people to get vaccinated And uh, I spent a lot of time with those kids and it was just, I was tired. In the last two years, I was just tired. I'd come home and I would go to sleep. I do what I had to do in my other parts of my life. Like I said, I I, I was leading, I'm lead, not was, I am leading in the school of the prophets with Michelle Passy. So I I have a lot of responsibility there. So I was just kind of going through the motions and really trying to do as much as I could. And I just was, I was in this place where, you know, I was being, I had, I felt like the Lord told me, 
gave me this word in my in my prayer time where it was like um you have to finish well but sometimes i think when we think it's the lord it's actually our i look at back at it now i think it's i'm very much a person who's like i'm going to do everything with excellence yeah one of the leaders of my church here he really has put drink put that in me like do everything with excellence and so i was thinking okay i will get out of this job i just have to do it with excellence even though i had you know two years ago it was getting really bad where i was getting lifted i literally got lifted up by a kid and slammed to the ground had to get up even though i was in pain and i had to de-escalate the kid i had to like um i had to become i had to strengthen up and take care of the child and then there's been over and over and so I was just at this point where I was just like god I'm trying to do this with excellence but it's taken me down and I don't know why you want me to continue doing this yeah and but sometimes I think we think that's the lord but the lord's actually like I'm not telling you this but we don't yeah. we don't know it till later right. those moments where you're like okay I just I really need to do what you want father I <laughs> want to do what you need me to do Jesus you know I'm gonna do this with excellence. I'm gonna leave this not burning bridges and I'm gonna leave with you know whatever and this is what's in the back of my head and I I live with a friend who was like Joanne why are you doing this I'm like I gotta leave with excellence I gotta leave properly you know the Lord will not bless me if I don't do this right and how am I gonna do what am I gonna do because I also had a lot of lies like what am I going to do? Who's going to hire me? I've been working in a home group home for the last six years, even though I had, again, I'm telling you future, you know, I went off to get um, a career counselor and she was like, wow, you got great, you got great <laughs> resume. But back then I was like, who's going to hire me? I'm going to, I don't want to go back to working at, no offense to anybody who works at Starbucks, but you know, they don't make the best, like the best money. So I was yeah. like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? I was in this like victim mentality of I'm never, you know, I can't, I, I'm stuck here until the Lord tells me he, he can take me out. And I was getting hurt and I had probably got, I don't know if you guys have this in America either, but um, we have workers' compensation. Yeah. So every time I got hurt, I had to go on workers compensation and I was taking weeks off at a time. And I think you even knew cause you're in our school. So I would yeah. tell you, I got hurt again, whatever. And so I was like, at the end was just getting hurt over and over and over. And I was praying and I, I journal, I like to write. Like I yeah. literally, if I could get myself a part-time job, just writing for people, I love it. I love it. It's one of those weird quirks about me, but <laughs> Like I always have people go, wow, you have super nice writing because I practice. Um, yeah. So I was journaling and and I, I, I often will, the way I do my process is I will journal and pray and then I'll say, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? Yeah. And I had this one moment where the Lord said, okay, this person is going to know who you are. I, I'm going to tell them you're the one and they're going to know that you're the one. So the let's job. remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, like about a year ago, year and a half ago, again, being all knowing as I think I am, I'm like, Oh, I know exactly what this is. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know who this is person is. And I'm just going <laughs> to happen. So again, I continue doing this job thinking, Nope, this person is this, 
I knew exactly, to me, I knew exactly who this person was going to be. I was going to wait for them to ask me. I'll just continue doing this. Though, you know, um, my small group, we have small groups within uh, the school. And at the time I had a small group of my own. I don't anymore. But at the time I did. And they were all like, Joanne, why are you doing this? Why are you being abused like this? And I'm a box. I was a boxer in, the, in my 30s. Like, yeah everything for me I could have just uppercut them and knocked them out and but I, you know you're not allowed to you can't because they're kids yeah <laughs> so yeah that get, get trouble for that so <laughs> I so like they were all like why are you sitting in this but it was always this fear like this incredible fear over me that I would I, I was gonna be I was gonna be on the street and I'd have friends say to me, Joanne, even if you were, you did go on the street, we, you know that we would take you into our house. Like, you're not yeah. going to be on your own. I mean, I could tell you my past and that fear comes from my past. But so I was constantly like that. And I was just like, no, I know exactly who this person's going to be. I know who's going to ask me to work for them. I'm, I just would just constantly go there. So finally, I was pretty down. I was pretty dead inside if uh I could say that I was just kind yeah. of doing things and um I was just at this point where I was like lord I remember being on a bus and I started to cry on the bus because I was like I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this job and I thought mm. the way it's gonna happen is if I die oh and that it still makes me cry when I think about that yeah that's an awful feeling yeah so I was on the bus thinking the only way I'd get out of this job if I died. And then the last year working there, I was waking up every morning going, I wonder if today's the day I'm going to die. So finally, one, it was April 28th this year when uh, one of the kids I worked with, uh, who has got a story, he basically was tortured by his family. So oh. the trauma, the trauma on that kid is horrendous yeah horrendous and the thing is is he knew I loved him and a lot of times I would get it because the kids knew I cared right and bosses would say that they're like they know you care so they yell at you so that morning my boss who was new uh told me to get him up for school I got him up for school he wouldn't get up so my boss said, okay, we'll take out his DVD out of his room. So I did. I, like, I was at I was at that point. I don't know if you've ever been in a, a job where you're, like, you're done. You've had enough. Yeah. And you just don't care. So I just took the DVD out, and I was just like, whatever. Well, he's a pretty big kid. First Nation children are big. And yeah. he was 14, and he was big. So he came at me, started to, like, try to choke me started punching me. I mean, I have a boxer background, so I know how to take the punch. Yeah. I also know how to block it, but it was, it's, it's a lot because it would have been a lot over the year. Right. And, uh, so try to make this, I don't want to trigger anybody cause I don't know who's listening to this, but, um, <clears throat> so that happens. We get the police involved. He slices his arm open. We have oh. to take him to the hospital. Um, and uh, they make me take him because I'm like, I was like the the stable one in the group. I was the one who did everything. The The new guy was, didn't really know what to do. So they sent me. 
And so it was fine at the hospital, but then we went to take him. I, we, I text them and said, okay, well, we're done. He stitched up. What do you want me to do? They're like, well, we're not bringing him back to the house. You need to deal with him. Just sit in the waiting room. So I'm like, this not he's going to take off. But I said, okay. So I go in, we sit there. He like three seconds through this. That's not what he said. We'll just be um, <laughs> sensitive to the listeners. And he goes out while I, I have skills. So I was like, okay, you know what? You haven't eaten. Let's go to KFC. So he gets into the van, uh, starts to punch me. A lot of physical, very physical at me, trying to drive, calms down when we get to the restaurant. Then he's told that he's not coming back and that he has to wait. We're not sure where we're going. So I, long story short, I end up in this escalation for probably eight hours. Oh my gosh. That Um, never should have happened. That never should have happened. They all know it. Yeah. Um, so at one point I was driving. My One of my downfalls, it's my downfall, but it's my strength at the same time. Because I'm very loyal. I'm very loyal to the task. Yeah. Whether it's a friend, something that I have to do, I will do it no matter what. And I was like, okay, this is... Even though I should have, like, most of my friends were like, Joanne, I would have abandoned the van the first hour it happened, right? But I'm, it's my strength and it's my weakness. So we're in the car. We're in this trendy neighborhood in, this, in my city. And I clearly, I've never heard the Lord yell before. But I heard the Lord go, Joanne, turn and stop. Exactly like that. Like, God is pretty gentle with me. He's very quiet. You know, he's a pretty quiet dude. Like, he's yeah. Not, but he was just like, stubborn child. Yes. And so I turned onto this street, stopped, continued the escalation. He tried to choke him, tried to choke me. At one point, he uh, grabbed me and hugged me and told me he was scared, which is what totally took me out. I'm yeah. being really so. Anybody who knows me, if you can't handle this, don't listen. But um, he, it was, if you've ever wondered what it is to be an abused woman, that's what it it felt like. It was like, beat you up, beat you up, and then try to care about you or show you, like, it was just narcissistic. Yeah. Right? So I park, and this all happens. uh, Police are called. Nobody shows up dealing with this child finally my my uh one of my bosses show up she takes him into her car i'm in the car crying because like my nerves are shot yeah and uh i mean i'm a strong girl but i don't you don't i don't care how strong you are being in that kind of situation for that long would take out anybody yeah and uh my like so there's the coordinator of the houses and then there's the boss of the whole department she shows up too and she opened the door she said that this should never have happened to you and she goes go take care of yourself like i'd say some other things about what was i was going through but i'm not gonna do them here but um so i go off to starbucks to take care of how i was feeling and was told to come back. And then I got a call from my bigger boss. She's like, you take care of yourself. Don't come back. Just drive back to the house and get someone to take you home. 
what the kicker was, was my coordinator says, well, she calls me. She says, well, at least, you know, tomorrow you only have, oh, Saturday, because I was supposed to work on Saturday. At least you only have to worry about one kid on Saturday. And I'm what? thinking to myself, if you think I'm coming back on Saturday, you've got another thing coming. Yeah. So um, I I was shot. Like, my friend dropped me off at, the, at a doctor's, but they had clothes. And I thought about going to St. Boniface Hospital, but I didn't remember this part because this is significant. Yeah. I felt like I shouldn't. So I went home. I've never had my nervous system shake like it did. I was a mess. I was a mess. And I just finally went, okay, I can't do this. Like even then, well, no, not even then yet, because I was like in a constant fear. I was waking up with sweats and yeah, really was in a PTSD kind of situation. Yeah. And was crying all the time and was afraid and I'd wake up and thinking I had to go back there and they would call me and tell me they had put me on the schedule. And I was like, I'm not coming back. I got doctor's notes to try to free me from going back there. At that point, uh, one of the doctors told me, suck it up. You're fine. Uh, (laughs) Luckily, this is where the favor of God comes in. Yeah. So you kind of get the gist of what had happened. So I was probably, I'll just end it with the fact that I was my nervous system. I've never had my nervous system. And I, I did struggle with anxiety. Yeah. The Lord's healed me of that now, but um, anxiety was high. My nervous system was high. I would talk to like Amanda, you know, Amanda, she's a nurse. I'd be like, I just, my nervous system won't shut down. Yeah. my chiropractor had made a WCB claim. The WCB guy was like, well, we don't have any psychologists for you. You have to find your own. So at that moment, I knew I had to take care of myself. I knew I had to um, fight for myself. Yeah. I'm a natural fighter and I'm a spiritual fighter. So I was like, okay, I got to fight for myself. So I found us. Well, when I say it myself, I always think of me and the Lord as together. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, I did it. I know who did it. Right. So I, I mean, God gave me the wisdom and right. all this stuff. But so I struggled with this for a long time. And then I was reading Proverbs because um, I know a lot of people are huge Jennifer Ives fans, which I think she's great. I think she's awesome. But her husband, if I could be under his lead, if I could do a leadership school with that that man, I would cloud nine. I'm yeah. still he's going to do it. <laughs> I just totally respect him as a leader. But he says to read Proverbs, right? Um, yeah. What's his saying? Proverbs a day keeps the stupid away. Yes. Yep. So I started reading Proverbs. I was just really in the word. And uh, Proverbs 19.23 came one day when I was, you know, constantly like waking up and uh, shaking and... In January of 2022, I had gone, I started a really intense time of inner healing, ministers and stuff. And then I found one that I really liked. Um, 2022, the Lord also told me that this is a year of change for you. Yeah. Preparing you for 2023. So I was already in an intense time of change. And then I was reading Proverbs and the fear of the Lord leads to life that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. So if you, if you break that scripture down, it's literally your fear of the Lord is 
peace and rest, yeah. right? It's not being afraid of God. It's right. just resting and having peace with the Lord. So much so that when you sleep, you like nothing takes you out, right? You're yeah. just at rest and you just know what's going on. So I started to just try to really walk that out. And and it took a time because I'd wake up still and be like, Lord, why am I still shaking? And he clearly said to me one day, he's like, it's because you just still don't trust me. Hmm. One thing to have a friend say to you, Brittany, you just still don't trust me. <laughs> but when the Lord says to you, well, it's because you still don't trust me. Yeah. And I have a pretty good relationship to dad. So it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work this out. So yeah. it was quite the process. I actually, in I live in a basement, so I have some pillars in the basement and I have actually mm-hmm. uh, recipe cards and I have each letter of that scripture going down one of the pillars. Love it. Remember um, that, that fear of the Lord is just being at peace and being, and not when rest, when I say rest, I don't mean sleep. I mean like chill. Like your body is at yeah. rest, your nervous system is calm. You're not afraid of anything because you know the Lord's with you. And it was a, pro- I mean, it's still a process. I'm still walking. Yeah. So then uh, I also heard uh, Ron talk about First Thessalonians five twenty three and twenty four. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Yes. So it was these promises that God was bringing to me in yeah. the place of, oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And it was like, girlfriend, just relax. Like relax at me. And I was really starting to feel the favor of the Lord because he was bringing people into my life. So my chiropractor really started to fight for me. Like he just like told my doctor who said, this is just in your head. You got to get over it. And he was just like, no, this is not in her head. And he really helped me through it. And I found this who happened to be this real, she's like this really hip, awesome Jewish lady. Like don't mess me because I'll tell you exactly where you you need to go kind of like and she fought for me and I was just yeah. on here and he's bringing these people into my life who were fighting for me right because my chiropractor actually gave me enough time off until I was um uh able to get my acceptance for my psychi- psychologist oh good and so in the process of all this I had also started looking for a job so yeah had this great career counselor who was like, we're going to find you a job. You're going to find you a job. And while I was the first week of my time off, I wasn't, I was just sitting around. So I was looking for jobs. I was applying for as much as I could, cause I was not going back. So I, I had this like new, new directions hanging there going, you're going to have to come back. And I was just yeah. like, not coming back. And I think that was also the process where the Lord was like, you got to trust me that you're not coming back. You're not going back there. Yeah. So I apply for jobs. My chiropractor, one day I was on his bed. I, my nerves had started to, were starting to calm because I was also practicing the fear of the Lord and trying to rest. Just really like resting, I think is one of those spiritual practices that is not spoken about enough. Like listening and, and listening 
and resting, I think, are things people don't talk about enough in our circles. I think they're yep. both very high spiritual practices. Yep. Um, so, but so I was on his table and I was shaking and I was crying a little bit. And the Lord just said, Okay, I want you to take a deep breath. And this is in the process of me learning what rest was. Yeah. And so I take this deep breath and he goes, Blow. So I let out. And he goes, There. And I like felt it right at the mid, my midriff. Like I felt the there. And he goes, yeah. That's where I want you to stay. That's where rest comes from. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this peace and you just kind of like sit. I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but maybe I hope I'm making sense here. Um, so I was just like, okay, Lord. So I continued to practice that, continue to practice that. And then I get this call. Oh no, sorry. Wrong question. A lot has happened. So yeah. I, then we, I also come from Canada. So we had tons and tons of snow this winter. <laughs> Yes, we had tons and tons of rain. My luckily, my housemate had bought a really good sump pump, so the water was staying out of the house. But one night, uh, my cat Silas literally like bumps me in the middle of the night, and I look down, and he's looking down, and there's about an inch of water in my room. Oh my gosh! So I, I'm like, oh no! So three thirty in the morning, like I had a bit. I have a big chair and a half that I had in here. I had my double bed. Luckily, I can do this stuff. I throw everything out of my room. And then the next morning, the Lord says, I'm standing in front of my door, and the, I, I hear the Lord go, this isn't your room anymore. This is your office. And I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? And he's yeah. like, go get a desk. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm a firm believer. One of my mottos is obedience brings blessing. Yes. So I was like, okay, Lord. I'll go do it. Went to Ikea, bought myself a nice desk. My aunt came with me, took us two days to build it. I feel like Moses, not Moses, <laughs> Noah. Noah. <laughs> like Noah and the ark, right? Like yeah. Building Ikea are sometimes complicated. So it takes two days to build that. <laughs> build it and they will come. Seriously is what this this where this comes. So I build it, I put it, you know, I make everything nice. I put it, you know, make it look office Yeah. The word of a lie, the next day I get a call from my now managers and it's like, hi, my name's Chantel. I'm calling hospital. You applied for this job. Are you still in? I'm like, get, the, get out. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> and cause this is not like, like, it's not easy to get into WRHA. Yeah. The medical system here in, in Manitoba. So I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, I go to the interview and she tells me in the interview that it's an only a point two. And so I'm like, I can't do that. But I go through the whole interview and I, I live in a French community. So, mm-hmm. and I speak French, hence having it as a last name. And, um, but I don't speak it much because I don't like my grandparents are past. My neighbors are French, yeah. but they don't speak French. So the, I go through my, my interview. She gets me to do my typing test. She says, if we want to go further with you, you'll get a call for your French test. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's where it ends. I'm going to, I'm going to screw that up. I haven't spoken to anybody in French really in a long time. I don't know how this is going to happen. So one Sunday night at nine o'clock at night, I get a phone call and I'm calling me at nine in the morning or Monday. 
not nine in the morning, nine at night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're like me, but I don't answer if I don't know your name or the number. Yeah. And so then I get this text message fully in French and I'm like, Oh, I'm being tested at nine o'clock at night. So she asked me in French, like, hi, I'm, I'm the person who's going to be testing your French. Do you have, when do you have time to meet? And I was like, okay, how about, and I do it in French. Cause I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm not going to text you back in English. I'll fail right there. Right. I test her back in French. I'm like, Oh, how about tomorrow afternoon? She texts me back and says, no, how about tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, help me. So get on the call with her. <laughs> so all I go is like, I'm saying this in French. We, we, which is yes in French. Right. That's all I'm saying. Finally, I say in French, I'm sorry. I'm really nervous. I'm sorry. I'm really, she's like, no, don't be nervous. And we talked for probably a half an hour. Totally. I'm, I'm telling you, God, because I don't talk French to anyone. So yeah. Oh no, you can speak French. You understand it. You wrote to me in French. You text message me in French. You're great. She says, all I would say is you just need to immerse yourself in a little bit more French, but you're great. You, I will give a, and I'm like, okay, this is God. This has got to be God because <laughs> there's no way I knew I would pass it. Yeah. So all these kind of like really cool things are happening, right? Like my chiropractors, um, my, he's my ally. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. My psychologist is fully with me. She's like, and, and so I'm going and talking to her and getting some help with yeah. her this all. And she's like, don't worry, you're not going back there. I will not let you go back there. And she's strongly encouraging me to get a job. So I've got a lot of favor from her. Uh, yeah. And then this happens and I'm, it's just like, you're seeing the Lord just walk me out of something I should have been walked out of a long time ago. Yeah. And so, so then that happens. And then I get a call four days later, they offer me the job. And I'm like, I, I knew they would probably offer me the job, but I was like, I can't do it. Like I would have to go back to new directions and finish, you know, I could do a point two with them and then go back to new directions. But I knew that I was not going back there, that I couldn't yeah. go. And even my psychologist said, if you go back there, you're not going to be able to work. Like you're going to get hurt again and it's not going to be good. Yeah. And so through this, I'm getting inner healing. I'm getting psycho- 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 psychologist help. Yeah. What I'm saying here. And, and I'm seeing the Lord teach me stuff about rest and that he's there. And oh, I, in the Thessalonian, I also put the Thessalonian verse on my, on my wall. And it's all blue cards except for the he will surely do it is in yellow. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't do that on purpose. That happened. I'm just like, you're wanting me to know I will do this for you, Joanne. Yeah. So sorry, that made me choke up a little. Um, so he's just showing me that he's like, I'm with you, Joanne. I'm with you. Stay at rest. Be with me. We got this. We got this. So when she called me and I was like, I'm really sorry, Chantal. I can't take this job. I tried to think of a way to do it. I'm not, I can't. She goes, well, I have another job. Okay, remember I said that getting a job with these this company is not an easy task. Yes. So she said, well, I have another job, but you have to get a typing test. And I was like, okay. So I spent probably three weeks and three times trying to get this typing test. Every time I, my forearms only recently don't hurt after time. <laughs> like, eight hours a day. I was doing everything I could to like try to get on on my computer. I was doing it, but going there, I was failing. 
So it's like, okay, Joanne's just, you know, I'm walking and I'm feeling defeated. And I'm like, okay, Lord, obviously I'm not, I'm not supposed to get a job here. And it was hard because it was getting like time was ticking. I, you know, new directions was still there. And even my, my psychologist said to me, you know, Joanne, I just feel like once you can get new directions out of your, out of your view, you will, things will change. Yeah. And through this whole process, confidence was coming, right? Because if I go back to my childhood, a lot of like, you're not good enough. You're not going to amount, like, you're not going to amount to anything. You know, I was squashed as a kid. Like the enemy knew I I had potential, right? So I don't want to give the enemy that kind of credit that he could destroy me, but he was trying to, for sure. He was trying. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes after identity for sure. Yes. So I, so like building confidence, like, wow, you're really good at French speaking. Cause I had gone to Montreal. You and I were talking about Montreal. Yeah. I was younger and insecure and whatever. And I tried to speak French and the guy went, what do you want in English? Kind of like <laughs> annoyed. And I, and I mean, that's Quebec for you, but um, I just, it just shut me down on the French side. But um, like just start to build the confidence because this woman was obviously really trying to get me a job. So, uh, so I failed the third time. I'm like, okay, just, I'm not going to get this job. And the hospital's five blocks from my house. So it's like a 15 minute walk from my house. Like it was just yeah. perfect. Right. But I still yeah. felt like the Lord was saying, this is going to be it. Yeah. I had gotten an interview with another job because I got panicky. Like, humans we you know yes and we go on our own and try to make things work for ourselves and the ishmaels yeah and so <laughs> i make it work for me well i'll find a job that'll work even though the lord was clearly showing me that this was going to happen and i had favor with this woman yeah um so then the money comes and i get a i knew i was getting a phone call being prophetic being a prophet you get those intuitions sometimes yes and so I'm like, I'm getting a call today. And so uh, literally out of the shower, my phone rings. And my expectation is she's just going to call and say, sorry, Joanne, we really tried to get you a job. I'm sorry. So I was preparing myself. I answer the phone. I'm like, hi, how are you? She's like, I'm good. She goes, you are, you applied for another job with us. I said, yeah. She goes, do you still want it? I said, Yeah. She goes, do you have your medical terminology? I said, no. Can you get it for me? I said, sure. Do I call you back and get it? And she was like, no, you just have to get it. You have six months to get the certification. I was shocked. She hired, She offered me a third job. <laughs> Amazing. So it's like, okay, Lord, I, I get it. I carry your favor. But I was so shocked. You know, when you're so shocked, even though you know the Lord, like you're like, yes, shock and awe. What? Like, why are we shocked? Right? (laughs) Stupid humans. Um, So, so I'm just like in shock. I'm very extroverted, and I need to verbal process. Um, so I went and talked to my roommate for a second, just was like, okay, she's offering me another job. I mean, I took a pay cut, but a pay cut to not having to deal with, um, sorry, my niece and my cat just showed up. Um, so we process it and I'm like, 
I look up because if the medical tools would have been like five thousand dollars, I had. I mean, Jesus could have brought it, but I was not sure. I guess I was just in shock. Yeah. So I check it out. It's two hundred eighty dollars Canadian, which is like one dollar American. <laughs> So I call her back about two hours later and I said, okay, well, if you want me to have this job, I'll, if you want me, I'll take it. And she's like, okay. So I started on the 25th of July. I, uh, but then it just kept going. So, I mean, we, in my opinion, we, we are in the best school out there. Yeah. Like our school is, I'm sorry, it's be- it's the best, uh, we have rocking off some people in our school. We're a family. We, we, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been loved. Like I do there. She's talking about global school of the prophets. If you didn't catch that. Yeah. So I, we're, we're a part of global school of prophets. So, um, so then I was like, okay, I got to buy scrubs. And I was getting calls from people saying, Hey, Joanne, I want to buy you scrubs. I want to say that way. I got flowers from our leadership. And it was like, it was this place of such incredible favor and incredible, like, you know how they talk about being in your lane? Yes. Just, I knew I was in, and I finally found my lane. Yeah. So I... Uh, even my psychologist was like, you're really bright, super bright. I'm not, why aren't you a doctor? And I said, it's funny to say that because I, I wanted to be a doctor. Wow. But circumstances, again, in the past, just, I think there's a lot of things that I got robbed of. Um, yeah. But God is just in this um, really, you know, double, double is what's happening. You know, Job got all those things taken. Yes back um so then i get this job i'm working as a res i i register the patients as they come into the hospital i also just got i i just found out i'm working in the emergency um so it's a lot of it's a lot faster it's a faster pace i'm just starting to um train in there but I don't think a lot of people know this about me. And I just said it to you was I, I love medicine. I love the body. I used to have a coloring book where I colored like the nervous system and the, yeah. or the body parts and the bones. And I used to be a trainer. So like I was a boxing instructor. So the body is very fascinating to me. So, um, well, before I tell you that, so remember the po- prophecy of they will know it's you. I will tell them. Yes. Hair, that whole prophecy yes dog hair and even <laughs> the way she looks at me to this day I'm like the Lord told you to hire me yes and I told my best one of my best friends I'm like it's not who I thought it was yeah it's Chantel has dark hair she it was her yeah right? so it's that thing of what we think it is uh-huh. not what it is and then the things that we, our desires of our hearts, right? The things that we want, we think the Lord, if it doesn't happen the way we want it, it's not the Lord. But like with this job, I'll be dealing with uh, death. So when somebody dies or a child dies, I'll be the one, I'll be one of the people having to call the families, dealing with the funeral homes. I've always wanted to work in a funeral home. Death fascinates me. 
I think it's like the circle of life, right? We live and then we die. And I wa- I watch morticians on YouTube. I just think so fascinating and here i am one of the things i'm going to be doing is dealing with death and then the whole er i always wanted to be in yeah. er like you know in the back you're like oh if life just been different and i'd known how smart i really am and i could have done it right yeah i'm working in an er yeah working as a doctor but i'm working with patients and i still get to care for the patients so it's just like sometimes our desires come but they don't come the way we expect them yeah and it's really cool how god will redeem them mm-hmm. right yes you think it's not going to happen but it happens it just doesn't happen the way we thought right yes. so there's this whole thing of me trusting trusting the lord fearing him resting uh seeing his favor like really grasping the favor and 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 acknowledging it not saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's because of me. It's like, heck no, there's no no way that I should have <laughs> offered three jobs in this company. So it's just like fathered, like just totally like, you know, I felt like Dorothy, follow the yellow brick road. Like, yeah, <laughs> really. And, you know, Michelle talks, has always said to me, and Michelle's just my, our, my, our, our mentor, our prophetic mm-hmm. mentor, she always, always said to me, Joanne, follow the favor, follow the favor. And I followed it. And, and Chris Valton said years and years and years ago, once he said, keep going until it goes red. And it just wouldn't go red. Yeah. <laughs> so I get this favor. So now I've been working there for three weeks. And even in that, like, it's like I was saying to you before, I think this happened, we were talking about this before you uh, press play, but you know, when you are, I, I, I get up every morning. I really try to keep this practice. Uh, Jennifer Eva has put out these, um, she puts out a lot of declarations, yeah. but these specific ones, it was like, you know, when things get highlighted and you know, you're like, Oh, I, I need to pay attention to this. So yes. So she put out these declarations that I, I personally read every morning and I have my little cup. I buy a box of those uh, cups with the little wafers on them. I have them in stored in my closet over on this side. And every morning before I go to work, I read out these declarations. I am in Christ. I'm already victorious. I stand in the authority of Christ. I will not give away my confidence. Mm-hmm. That cool. I have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the, te- of his testimony. The angels have been activated in their place to guard me now. The glory of God encircles my life. His glory keeps all of all out all darkness. I'm surrounded with his favor like a shield. Fear leaves me now. I walk in power, love, and sound mind. He goes before me and he is with me. He never leaves me or forsakes me. He will not let me stumble. Nothing separates me from his love. I am loved always. I'm not rejected. And then I take communion and then I go to work. Yeah. But those I have the mind of Christ. I, no one can take my confidence. So I knew that this was an assignment. And I've had friends who are kind of like Michelle level prophets who've said yeah. to me, this is an assignment. It's not just a job. Yeah. So I'm in there going, okay, Lord, what do you want? And I often will pray to go there. And <laughs> I've learned in my lifetime, you don't have to 
make yourself into someone's life, if they're supposed to be in your life, if you are allowed to be in their life, they will come to you. Especially yeah. hurting people. That's, you know, especially the barkers. I call them the barkers because they're so hurt that they bark when they talk. Yeah. And that's not hurt. Like, that sound, might sound mean, but it's it's the truth. I've I've met, yeah. I've made the wrong mistake and I've been really hurt by them, but I've learned. I'm almost 50. I've learned in my lifetime. So there's that. Um, I'm really getting to be able to talk into kids, like, because I work with a lot of younger adults because it is an entry level job. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, I didn't tell you that part either. Um, this whole testimony has such so many stories. To it. Um, so, you know, I'm getting to talk to them and really speaking into their lives and really trying yeah. to help be stronger people. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lord, I love these people. You have a reason and a purpose and I, you're going to do it. It won't be me. Yeah. And they were telling me how chaotic and how anxious and the drama and da, da, da. And I was standing there yesterday, actually. And they were like, man, it was so calm in here yesterday. I'm like, that's you, Lord. Yeah. You, Lord. And it's not. And that's what I love about being outside where people know God is mm -hmm. you actually can see God do his thing without you having to say anything. Yeah. So it's been a very interesting time. It's going to be a really cool. I think it's going to be, uh, it's, I've had a lot of prophetic words where I will be amongst uh, one. One of my words is that I will be an undercover uh, agent for the Lord. Um, yeah. well, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there's like, there's this prophet. And I told you this, like this hybrid prophet that is undercover. Yeah. You know, they're not going to, you know, we need the, we need the Jennifer Ives's and the Chamels and the, you know, all those, we need them for the church. Yeah. But it's going to be this other group that's going to be undercover and no one's going to have a clue because the supernatural is going to be what's going to change the environment. They're going to be the atmosphere changers and no one's going to understand until we have that open door to why, because I think people know, because even they look at me differently and I'm like, they see you, Lord, yes. they don't see you, but they see you. And so I am very excited to be that type of prophet. Um, I'm excited to what the Lord's going to do uh, and just getting to touch on touch patients and, and pray healing and having a mask and speaking in tongues and yeah able to be what I think God's always called me to be. And so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's one last thing. One of the prop, one of the things the Lord also told me was when I was in the midst of trying to figure out what I was going to do, one of the things he said to me was, you need to become a little fish in a big pond. Hmm. Everybody wants to be a big fish in a little pond, right? But I think you need to be a little fish in a bigger pond so that you can actually grow and influence in bigger environments. Yeah. So I always say to them when they're like, okay, um, do this. I'm like, okay, I'm the guppy. And they look at me funny, but it reminds me of what the Lord had told me. Right. Right. I forgot to tell you, tell you that story and you can cut that out if you want, but um, I love it. so yeah. So I have come into a place where my anxiety, oh, and this is another thing where, you know, anxiety was a really 
was something I was really struggling with. I actually was delivered of fear just before the whole thing happened with the house. Yeah. And then anxiety was also broken when the Lord, when I really grasped the Lord's fear, the Lord and the, the rest. Cause I like in my job, I have to be fast. Yeah. You do not want to make your nurses mad. So I've been like, I mean, I'm very driven. So, I mean, my trainer would say, Joanne, you're on your third day. I'm like, I don't care. They need me fast. I'm going to be fast. And, and so I'm, I'm getting there. And, um, why am I telling you this? There's a reason I'm telling you this. Anxiety. Oh, so then I'm like, I should be really anxious right now. Like yeah. my old self would be like super anxious, tons of mistakes and be like almost in tears, but there's just this real rest. Yeah. Oh, like, just like, no, the Lord's got me. My confidence. Um, I have the mind of Christ. My confidence can't be taken. The darkness has nothing on me. And it's just this like rest in this confidence. Oh, I'm getting like Holy Spirit saw me right now. So like, um, so it's just like this difference of yeah. really trusting Him, right? I didn't. I never controlled anybody. I'm right. not a of others, but man, did I realize how much I was trying to control my own life. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that I did was I like repented of control, and that's also another thing that really like took away like just brought a newness and a favor that I didn't have before because I was too busy trying to control it. Yeah. So yeah. So now it's, now it's just watching what God's going to do in this, in this season. And yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. You have so much to be excited for because when he starts something, it's always way bigger than we can even imagine. Yeah. Even after he does it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and, and you want. I wonder what it's going to do in my other areas of my life too. Like being, yeah. a, I think it's going to make me. It's also made me a stronger leader. You know, it's. I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just. I mean, if I can say this is, if you're willing to go through your inner healing, if you're willing to let the Lord do what you got to do, and you practice that rest, yes, you'll see something happen. That's just beyond yourself yeah and it's just like not thinking you don't have to think right you have to think about it because it's that in that you know again the fear of the lord leads to life that one may sleep satisfied untouched by evil and i think sleep i would say i'm not i'm not translating i'm not getting it off a theologian but for me i think there is like this sleep that we walk in because we don't have to worry about it Right. That's what I've been learning is, okay, you know, I took a four pay, $4 pay cut. I got my first paycheck on Thursday. I could have gone, but I'm like, no, he knows. He knows what I need. And yeah. it's just like that, that confidence in God yeah. that really shown. And I think when I repented of my control, I could actually, his favor actually could yeah upon me because as long as you're trying to control your own life his favor can't really come because you're not looking for that right right when people like i don't have his favor what are you doing Uh what are you doing that you're not seeing his favor or you're not even letting him have favor in your life yeah i love that you were talking about rest because you know jesus lived as a walking example of that 
Yeah. We talk about all of his miracles, but people rarely talk about the fact that it said he took the disciples away so that they could rest and they all went to rest or he separated himself so that he could rest and convene with the father. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Jesus walked that example, but societally we're pushed to go, 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 go so much that sometimes we forget some, sometimes we just got to rest. I thought of this analogy, you know, it's like a bicycle, you know, the old bicycles that don't have gears, you're pedaling and pedaling and pedaling and you like have to work really hard to get somewhere, but the newer bikes, you have gears. And as you shift to the higher gears, one pedal pushes you a lot further. Yes. And that's like resting in the Lord. Cause when we rest in the Lord and we let his power do it, it's like shifting into a higher gear where You know, at the lower gear, we're pedaling and pedaling and pedaling to get the same distance. But at the higher gear, we let God take over and that high gear shifts in and we do one pedal and we go further and we do another pedal and we go that much further, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also, uh, I'm also a student for Harvest School of Ministry and I'm reaching to this semester and I'm going to do the Proverbs 19, 23 as my, one of my preachings and the Lord brought when Jesus was resting and Peter, like of the storm where Jesus was fully resting, everybody was in a panic. Yes. Like be Jesus. You know, or, you know, when Peter was walking and he just freaked out, like, if mm-hmm. he, like, what could we do if we didn't freak out? But we just were like, no, God's got me. But we really grasped that. Yeah. So I think I'm in this, I'm in a process of like really grasping that and even like breaking the fear of the Lord, like, because I work with doctors and nurses and that some cranky people and not letting it take me on, but be like, Oh, you know what? I am loved. I am not rejected. I, I am just at rest. Right. Yes. And somebody's really anxious that it's not, it's not affecting me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So good. So you've shared lots of nuggets along the way, but I always like to finish off. If you could leave the audience with one nugget of wisdom, advice, just something to lean on encouragement, what would it be? I think it's what I said about the favor. I think it's, uh, you know, not trying to control yourself, mm. but let go and repent. You know, that's an inner healing thing, you know, and yeah, repent and let the Lord do what he's got to do. Don't be afraid of it because he's a father who yeah. loves you. And I, I I think that's huge. I think it's a huge thing. It's yeah, because the favor's there. I just think that we, yes. we are a society that thinks we have to do it all. And even in the church. So it's letting go and letting God. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's, it's really (laughs) is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It really is the truth. And I think that it's when we really have those surrendering moments, you know, uh, when we really truly surrender and give it to him, that's when all these, like, I don't, I really believe that part of this is because I did that. I went, I, uh, I don't care how much I make. I don't care that I might end up on the street, even though you wouldn't let that happen to me. I'm sorry. 
I remember being on at this desk like this, crying and going, I'm so sorry, Lord. And the favor was huge because it could happen. Yeah. We are our biggest block. And yes. If we sit, if we all, like, I'm very self-aware. I've always been very self-aware. Sorry, this is a big, big nugget. Um, but be self-aware. Yeah. Be humble enough in yourself to go, okay, what do I need to change? And watch the Lord do stuff. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Because there's always something. Mm-hmm. If we're alive, we're still growing and he's still using us. Yeah. And get yourself a really good inner healer. Get yourself a psychologist. Deal with your crap. Do all you have to do so that you can do what God wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a stigma sometimes that, you know, a counselor or a therapist or a psychologist is for sick people. But the truth is they're for healthy people, people that actually want to be healthy because we all deal with things in our lives. And those of us who are willing to do those things are choosing health. Yeah. Well, it was really hard for me, like at first, because being a leader in global, I was like, oh man, they're all going to think I'm weak. But uh, a really good friend said, no, if they're smart, they'll think you're strong. Yeah. And so, mm. um, yeah, it's not about weakness. And I think that's the enemy. That's yes, the- it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it says in the Bible, when we are weak, he is strong. He is strong. Correct. So we're supposed to peel away our layers of pretend strength to allow mm. his strength to take over in those places. Well, one of my, like my Oprah is Brene Brown and she mm. talks about ability. And if you ever can watch her YouTube on vulnerability, I'm secular, but it's good. It's really good. And it's, yeah. I think it's church needs to remember, you know, yeah. just yeah, because I, you make you where you can't do things. It's just, we all go through things. Yep. We do. I've listened to her. YouTube, I guess it is on vulnerability. Also, it's so solid, really good. My counselor made me listen to that years ago. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I think you just need to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, it's a great video. Um, her books are awesome. I love her books. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It's been so great to have you, and it's just so amazing what God does and how He works. Right. Well, thanks for having me. You're the first person to ever ask me to do this. So I'm just glad you could come on. (laughs) And thanks listeners for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week.